0: Welcome to Juice in the Morning, episode 65. Um, We're welcoming you back to the home studio of the Juice in the Morning podcast called The Juice Box. And I have an old friend with me, Thomas Smith. Welcome back to the show, brother. You've been on, I think, three to five times, maybe? (laughs) I can't remember the exact number.
1: Well, you should put that together before you introduce <laughs> me. I, I, I was
0: like looking back through the the history of the show, and I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure it was... And it's pretty blank. I think, I'm pretty sure it was like four. I think it was four, but I wanted to say five because... It feels
1: like more, it feels like more because as I always say, it is the best day of the week.
0: It, it was, we had a pretty good run there for a little bit, but... Um, <laughs> You did. You did have some uh, situations oh. with like moving and and stuff like that. So I did want to also introduce you as uh, becoming kind of like a new role with the podcast, which is um, producer Thomas Smith. So welcome to the show, producer Thomas Smith. Um, in his producing capacity, he's going to be lining up guests for the podcast um tell me some of the some of the guests and people that you've talked to maybe and also you know give 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 the listeners an idea of kind of the direction we're going to be going for the next couple of weeks
1: well i'd like it to be going in this direction for the most part as long as i can keep uh participating in the show but uh we have uh ray goots who is in new york Comedian and connoisseur of sorts. Yeah. And by the way, everybody is going to be introduced as a connoisseur of sorts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: A connoisseur no. of uh uh
1: we have Jay Snyder. Jay Snyder is actually opening for um Donnie Baker.
0: I love um, Donnie Baker, yeah, by the way.
1: So he's he's an opener for Donnie Baker, so it's that that kind of humor, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I met him personally and he's a, he's a very nice guy, but he, he has a lot of really great, uh, really, I mean, he has several hours of great humor. Yeah. Um, Tom Dustin is someone else that I met personally and he agreed to be on the show on July 9th. Nice. And he, again, is just a phenomenal comedian. He's, a uh, been on the road for several years. Uh, I just gave Justin his album. I listened to it. It's beautiful. He 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 prefers to do uh, kind of dark, sardonic, uh, uh, dirty humor. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, which is right up my alley. <laughs> but when he got on stage, it was beautiful because he did not. Ha- it he did not have a set list. Yeah, he was. Uh, he felt out the crowd, and he just kind of played it, Yeah. and it was beautiful. So he's going to be a great interview.
0: That's awesome. So for for your taste in comedy, can you can you appreciate other styles of comedy, or do you kind of just enjoy the stuff that you're into, or do you are you kind of like somebody who can look at something and be interested in multiple different? No, genres, I, I am I, guess. I
1: am an absolute blank canvas yeah. when it comes to comedy. And writing, mm-hmm. and movies, and entertainment in general. I think that's I why... Really, I really am.
0: I think that's why we get along a lot with that, because, you know, people have asked me, like, you know, if they, they like, you'll see a movie, and they're like, did you think that sucked? And I'll be like, yeah, it, maybe it sucked, but, like, there were things that I enjoyed about it. Right. And I can, like, usually, I'm, I'm a very, I'm very optimistic going to, into anything artistic.
1: Right. Like, if you go into anything assuming something... And that's a very broad statement. (laughs) If you go into anything that is entertainment or literature or whatever it may be, or Mm -hmm. you know, art, yeah, and you assume something, then you're kind of already just screwed. Yeah, like as soon as you walk in that museum, Mm -hmm. because obviously, yeah, I could do that. (laughs) Well, then, (laughs) then fucking do it exactly. Well, what's
0: hilarious about that is. The it's, I think I've always equated, like, you know, abstract art like that when somebody says, oh, I could do that. But can you sell it to somebody as this is the deep thought that I had about this social situation and, like, tie it all together and actually convince somebody that that's what you were going for?
1: Right. Like, so, um, in 1945, post-war France. <laughs> yeah. Did you paint a picture? No, no I did not. And uh, make it into something <laughs> yeah. that you could sell to someone else, yeah. so you could feed your freaking family. Yeah, no, you didn't. Nope. And that's how I feel about, like, okay. I hope Ray doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Ray's been ranting about um Nick at night, yeah, and how like it just constantly plays <laughs>
0: um, Nick at night is a uh, uh,
1: well, it used to be a gold mine of, like great, <laughs> just television, like me, my mom I love used to Lucy sit down. oh, I love like,
0: Lucy, I dream of Jeannie mm. Yeah. Did they play those or was it? Oh, yeah. No,
1: yeah. You're Nick talking at about Knight, the right time. Is period. Nick at like, night we're, like, we're talking about early nineties. Yeah. Late eighties. Is
0: Nick at night changing to like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and stuff like that?
1: They wish <laughs> that's where Ray, Ray, wishes that's where they were going. No, but, uh, my poor friend Ray. Um, no, it's, uh, I don't even want to state his name. Yeah. No. Uh, It's just bad comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fairness to comedians, like, you get to have, like, one or three opportunities if you're really successful to have your own television show.
0: Oh, yeah. So,
1: like, um, Louis C.K., you know— Best case scenario as a standup, you have to be a very successful standup because if you're relying on your success to land in television, you're going to get shit on. Yeah. I mean, that's just the bottom line. (laughs) Um,
0: And I think right now. Which
1: is why Ray Liotta never did (laughs) standup.
0: I don't know (laughs) if he could pull it off. Um, Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I think that uh, the main the main thing that I want to get across with this episode is we're going to be interviewing a uh, recording artist named Rose Cora Perry. Her and I, um, you know, interacted on Twitter and she messaged me and said, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm interested in your show. And I, I messaged her back and said, hey, would you have maybe five or ten minutes of your time to come on the show, do a call in or something like that? <clears throat> and it just kind of progressed from there so we're uh, going to be having her on here in about you know 10-15 minutes um, but I just wanted to throw it out there that she's done she's done a lot of stuff and when we talk about you know Louis CK and stuff like that I know that she's not on that level obviously but the fact that she is doing all of the stuff herself like I'm put putting out all of this content herself is very I think very similar in the fact that Nowadays with media, you have to have that ability to do everything yourself. Like for this podcast, when I do this podcast, I record it, I edit it, I put it on the internet, I promote it. Like I don't have other people doing that for me. Um, Eventually I would like to have some help with it. And that's where Thomas comes in as um, acting as producer and helping me get some people lined up that you guys would be interested in listening to. So if you're wanting to do anything, I feel like, in media nowadays, you have to be kind of like a triple threat or a slash-type person where you can be the talent, slash the producer, slash the slash the editor, and all of that stuff. So if you're interested in doing that kind of stuff, just start doing it and figuring it out because it, it takes a while.
1: Well, and if you're not sure about yourself, uh, feel free to uh, introduce yourself to our show. Absolutely. Because we are absolutely just – uh, hungry f- for uh, people that uh, have things to offer, mm-hmm. uh, are interesting, have anything to talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. Because and
1: uh, it's it's not it's not a motivation of uh, uh, money or anything. It, we just we just really want to talk to interesting people
0: and just curious. Like that's what I talked about on my last podcast was the fact that right you know I I some people have asked me like, what's your genre of your podcast? And I usually, there is no genre. I usually just say there's not a genre. It's, it's me just wanting to talk to people and hopefully that connects with somebody. And then they either follow or start talking to this person or interacting with whoever's on the show. And then spreading the, the, the spread of ideas is basically what I'm getting at. And I'm, and I'm the kind of person like what you said, blank canvas. I'm going into the conversation with what do you want to talk about? What's important to you? And I'm, 99% of the time completely locked in and interested that's why a lot of these shows can go way longer than an hour like I mean for example the one that I just did was like an hour and 20 because I was just thoroughly interested in somebody talking about being a psychic and a medium and being able to you know feel the energy in the world and like kind of read people and things like that it's just super interesting
1: what do I know about that Exactly. Nothing.
0: <laughs> same no, with... Same I with, mean,
1: I could, I could only just assume to know something.
0: Same with having my cousin on that's into Dungeons & Dragons. I know absolutely nothing about that, but it is extremely interesting to me for to talk to somebody who has that level of knowledge on a subject.
1: Well, and what's great about our podcast is that we do not... <laughs> All right. Sorry. I should not ever start a sentence by saying what's great about our podcast. No, I'm, I'll let it. I'll I real, let it slide. I, uh, no, I can't. I can't. That makes me sound like a shitty person. What? But again, I will restate: what is great about our podcast mm-hmm. is that we don't have an agenda. Yeah, we do, we literally don't do not care. I uh, except
0: for I'm definitely pushing the. Disregard females acquire currency. Well, <laughs> I, take, I take that back. I'm just kidding. You
1: know, no, I mean I, I I will state my own opinions as they come to me. But it's it's not anything that I'm not willing to uh, apply myself to as a person. Just just listening to someone who is, uh, for instance. Uh, maybe a trump supporter
0: you have to go in with an open mind and just yeah. and just hear I mean, their points you can because, you can argue it
1: because i have many friends who support donald trump yep. and he is our president mm-hmm. and i accept that <laughs>
0: do you, i mean with a questioning voice the thing <laughs> is is there's not really anything you can do besides accept it but also what you're talking about with having a guest on you do have to have that open mind and hear what they have to say because maybe they have information that you've never heard before, or they have a way of putting it that you've never heard.
1: Well, and Justin, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to support me on this, but I honestly, I don't consider myself to be the most well-informed person. <laughs> so, uh, if you can convince me of something, I might be riding your pony wagon <laughs> right after you get off our show <laughs> because. I uh, I have I have a, a very complicated mind, as it were, <laughs> and so I just uh, I kind of I kind of just you know ride the pony.
0: There you go, ride the pony. And I think that uh, some of the people we're going to have on are going to have some really interesting views on things, especially with you talking with comedians. From all the shows that I listen to, all the people that I've followed, comedians have some of the most twisted thoughts about stuff. Not in a bad way, like just, just weird thoughts because that's what they're, like, for example... They're
1: paid to do it.
0: I Yeah, I've talked about how I have my deep thought of the week and I just, like, will focus on a subject for 20, 30 minutes and think really deeply about it. I couldn't imagine doing that almost all the time. Right. Literally all the time. I might well, go I might go a little it, crazy if and I do that. that's why we
1: spend so much time apart sometimes mm-hmm. is because I... Uh, that's my life. Mm-hmm. I I focus on these really dark and specific thoughts, and uh, I'm trying to base my career off of it. Yeah. And that I have so much respect for yourself and uh, well, I appreciate for it. our friend Joel. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you're a phlebotomist. Mm-hmm. You, you have a career. Yeah. Joel has a career. Yep. I have a career, too. It's just – it's it's a wild and weird struggle sometimes. Yeah. And um, the most frustrating part is that uh, nobody, like – well, I'm sure they did. But mm-hmm. Vladimir Nabokov didn't, like, get, like, jerked around, you know, and, like, <laughs> hey, man, get it together. You should be just – Working at this freaking
0: <laughs> you yeah. should
1: get a job at a gas station.
0: And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm Vladimir
1: well, Namikov. Well, there yeah.
0: was a, there was a little bit, of, I think, a little bit more freedom and uh, things like that. But we're getting ready to do our uh, interview because we're supposed to call her at <laughs> 1 o'clock. So I'm going to go ahead and take a small break really quick and get all the stuff set up. Me. Hey. All right, thank you for joining us today. We've uh, got Rose Cora Perry on the phone, and uh, once again, Rose, thank you for joining the podcast. Um, I I couldn't I couldn't thank you enough because what was it that you had going on yesterday?
2: Uh, So in Canada, where I'm from, it was kind of a big deal. Like just a little bit, we're celebrating Canada 150. So. We headlined uh, a big show uh, down in Shelburne, Ontario, Population 6,500, and you best be believing that pretty much everybody was there as a consequence. Uh, and it was it was pretty damn rock and roll to, you know, go on right before fireworks. Like, the fireworks weren't shooting out at the stage, obviously, cause, yeah. you know, that would be awesome. But they did <laughs> shoot off from a hill over yonder just from where the stage was set up. So it was pretty cool to be able to do that. And, I mean, very, very friendly folks, and, you know, it was just, it was an awesome turnout, lots of fun, and obviously, in Canada, kind of a big deal, there were amazing events going on all this week, and last week, too, building up to the big Canada Day thing, so it was cool to be able to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, here here in the United States, we've got a big day coming up, too, it's the 4th of July, so we're also going to be celebrating pretty heavily.
1: Yeah, so, I I mean, for you guys (laughs) being just America's hat... (laughs) uh, I'm sorry. I had to get that one. I I had to get that one in, and if I didn't get it in early, I would not know if you were cool or not. (laughs)
2: No, no, we're America's chuke. If you're going to call us any kind of hat, we at least have to be given the proper term. There you
1: go. All right, all right, all right. I'll I'll bite.
0: I'll bite. And so just to give the listeners a background, I connected with Rose through Twitter, and she has an upcoming performance uh, at Summer Nam in Nashville. How did you get involved with the uh, performance in Nashville?
2: So it's actually one of those tales that goes to show you that the myth of the overnight success is exactly what I just called it, a myth, in that (laughs) I have been, no, I I need to say this for independent musicians listening everywhere. I mean, if you want to be successful to any degree in this music industry, you need to work your ass off, and you need to do it consistently, and, you know, always put yourself out there, always look for opportunities. So back when I was about 15 years old in my very, very first all-girl band, I heard about this company named Daisy Rock Guitars, which had no Canadian distribution at this point. It was just kind of getting going. And yeah. I heard about them because I was new to playing guitar at that point and, you know, trying to swing around a Gibson SG. It was heavy as hell. And <laughs>
3: I, I'm playing for, a, a, well, for in- a
2: petite woman like me. I'm five or like 105 pounds, you know, slugging that thing on my shoulder for an hour-long set, honestly, like my shoulder, it was causing me pain. Oh, and I'm sure. And consequently, it, it was debilitating to playing, which is obviously not very good for having a good performance or being able to be really into it. So I was trying to look into alternative options in terms of a good guitar to play. I came across this company that specializes in making lightweight guitars where the frets are closer together, yeah. they're easy to play, and they're specifically designed for females. I'm like, wow, well, what a revolutionary idea. Yeah. And I contacted them out of nowhere and said, how would you feel about, you know, giving me a sponsorship? And so, as it were, I became Canada's very first sponsored guitarist by Daisy <laughs> Rock Guitars. That's awesome. Fast, fast forward 15 years later... I find out that they're exhibiting at this year's Summer NAMM, and they asked me if I wanted to come down and showcase and represent the brand, and I'm like, uh, heck yes. (laughs) (laughs) I would be honored. So, I mean, it was like a 14-year-long relationship that I've had, and I've happily promoted and been a part of the Daisy Rock family, because I just love their instruments, and the, the founder of the company is just such a wonderful woman, and I mean, you never know what's going to end up benefiting you in the future or what connection you're going to have that's going to come and turn and turn around something else. But yeah. as I said, the myth of the overnight success just from that story alone should be shattered. Yeah. I mean, about establishing relationships, networking, and you know, really just being grateful for all the people that were willing to give you an opportunity before anyone else was.
0: Yeah, I I I looked up the summer Nam thing, and there's a lot of um, <clears throat> information. Like, I might even try to like at least at- attend it or something because they have stuff on like just building your brand and and things like that. So it's definitely interesting. I've, I haven't really seen anything uh, like that in the like Midwest area. So we need to get something yeah. put together like that here.
2: Oh, for sure. So there's two versions of Nam that take place every year. Uh, there's one that occurs in California and Richie Sambora, my favorite guitarist of all time, formerly of Bon Jovi. Why he quit, I'm not even going to get into. I don't know, but he shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> he performed at the uh, at the California version, so that's pretty incredible. Yeah, oh my gosh. That We're performing at, you know, the same sister event in Nashville. Like, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I'm pretty honored, and I also found out the other day that Patti Smith, one of the queens of punk rock, is apparently <laughs> going to be there being honored, and I'm like, holy crap. So, you addition you'll- to like- You'll
0: be definitely trying to meet her, right? Oh <laughs> yes. <wait.
2: laughs> So in addition to you know all the amazing educational uh, information that they have going on, like they've got seminars throughout, they've got performances throughout, then they also have a whole bunch of new product demos because really the the crux of what NAMM is all about is about informing consumers as well as sponsored artists and the media about new revolutions in technology and new musical um, kind of innovations in terms of being a better player and whatnot that have yeah. come to the market that they're trying to showcase. So it's a really, really fabulous event, and as I said, we're really honored to be taking part. And on top of that, even more honored because the Canadian government uh, decided to sponsor our way with a travel grant. So well, there that's you go. Awesome that's awesome. Too. Yeah. So it so, was a double win there.
0: <laughs> and and so just to to get us a little bit more information about yourself, like what are what are some of your inspirations for music? Um, because you know that's a, I know that's kind of like a, a cliche question, but it's always an important question. I feel I like. I mean, you
1: clearly hate neil young and you have a you've already <laughs> shitted on uh, bruce springsteen so
2: well i actually i i don't hate neil young nor i'm just Mr. playing springsteen, I'm the playing. boss <laughs> I well just, he is the boss I've, <laughs> I've heard he is the boss <laughs> he's no tony danza but he is bruce Springsteen. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, tony really danza lame. totally lame I, i'm really tired give me some allowance here so um, I mean, I am first and foremost a 90s kid, so I was raised during the greatest era of rock and roll ever, obviously. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm getting ready I'm getting yeah, ready well, to see Neil third eye. Neil Young I, says differently. I'm getting ready to see third eye blind.
2: say differently. However, even Kurt Cobain respected Neil Young, so <laughs> I just booyahed right no, but there. But <laughs> did
0: Neil Young respect Kurt Cobain? <laughs> No, uh, I'm
2: not sure if they were contemporaries enough for Neil Young to <laughs> be able to comment on that. But David Bowie well, certainly respected yeah,
1: Nirvana. Yeah, death and suicide yeah. kind of. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> if we're going to get so, technical. So, anyway.
1: Uh, Justin yeah. was going to say he, he's yeah, about to go
0: I'm, see uh, Third ready Eye Blind. I'm getting ready to see Third Eye Blind, which is one of the my favorite 90s bands of all time. And they're uh, playing in Indianapolis uh, next weekend. So I'm super oh, wow, pumped that's about that. super
2: cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean... Obviously, I think it goes without saying everybody's pretty partial to the music that they grew up listening oh, yeah. to, right? Because you get that feeling of nostalgia. And so, in addition to the '90s stuff that I was, you know, raised on that I absolutely adore, I also adore the stuff that my dad raised me on. So he was a big rock and roller, and I mean, a lot of Aerosmith, a lot of Bon Jovi, a oh, lot yeah. of Metallica, Black Album. Gotta I mean, love Joan Metallica. Jett, Pat, yeah, Joan <laughs> Jett, Pat Benatar. So I was raised on these awesome Pat rock Benatar, and roll
1: classics. The- Stop the record. <laughs> I love Pat Benetard. Thank you. <laughs> I freak amazing, out when I hear Pat right? Pat Benetard. <laughs> uh, I, I do so a, I, I do an unnatural headbang every time I hear <laughs> hat, uh, Pat Benetard. All right.
2: Okay, seriously, she's a badass. No, girl. I'm not like, kidding. I'm not I mean am I'm, I'm making a
1: joke of yeah. it, but I'm being serious.
0: <laughs> but um
2: Yeah. She can sing so,
0: for sure. So, those you would say, some so you would say those that you listed are kind of your inspirations for what you do as well, right?
2: Well, I mean, I'm kind of a, a mixed bag in that. So I was raised on, like, this hard rock from my dad's influence, and then my mom was really into kind of dance music because oh, okay. at the time when I was being raised, she was an aerobics instructor. So I heard a lot <laughs> nice. of,
0: like, That's awesome.
2: Madonna. I literally stuff, did a spit so
0: take. I, <laughs> That's great.
2: <laughs> it's true. So I heard, like, a lot of Madonna and things like Jamiroquai, um, you know, when I got <laughs> to. And, I mean, it's catchy shit. Oh, yeah, like, it is. be honest. I used to jam. And to it damn right you did <laughs> tell me like virtual insanity still remains one of the best music videos ever made in, in you know any decade yes, true story yes it's awesome with the room spinning around and all of jk's <laughs> awesome dance moves yep. like for real that is a great music video yeah
1: you know um, what you know what that, rem- that music video reminds me of and it was a ripoff it was um I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. Oh, I'm a child. I'm a mother. Trump, I'm, it, but but she literally just sat there reading a book and the camera spun around the room. remember that music well, video? Do you remember
2: that? In all fairness, I mean J.K.'s video and like performance and that whole thing was so well done. I can't really blame her because yeah. it's like it's we're talking about it like 20 years later. Still oh an no,
1: awesome no, music yeah. I'm not saying like a like a bad thing about it. it just, um, yeah.
0: so. So once again, back to I, I feel Are you like, having fun? I feel I feel like I keep I keep getting uh thrown off with my my question. Um so you've you given
3: my influence. Yeah, you've given
0: you've given me a lot with the influences and I like it. Um so so what uh I also was reading on your website, you have like you do a lot of stuff. And we talked about this before we actually did the interview with you, which is um, kind of in today's media world, you have to be kind of like a, uh, a triple threat slash like slash person. So basically, like you are the recording artist, you are you edit it, you do the videography, you do the social media like and I think it's almost required to do that. Um, so I noticed by reading your website, you do literally all of those things. So what do you what what? How much spare time do you really get, if any?
2: Not much. <laughs> and, I mean, the, the reality is is that especially in the day, of, day and age of social media, everything new gets old super quickly. Oh, and yeah. I personally have major issues with that because a record being out for six months is, is still new, in my opinion. Yeah. But to today's standards, that's considered old news. Whereas, you know, in the era that I was growing up, it was completely normal to have, like, Six, seven eight years between albums mm-hmm. and you know it, it allowed the artists to really mature and evolve and ensure that only their best material was making the albums and why do you think that fewer people buy albums anymore as opposed to just singles it's because albums overall have declined in quality because yeah. we're expecting people to be able to be hit makers every second of every day and it's just not possible yeah. music needs to grow and develop and evolve and that's how you get better at songwriting yeah by listening lo- to different things and having different challenges and experiences and i spent four years putting together my last album and i have absolutely no regrets about doing it because it allowed me to really focus in on the material i wanted to put on
0: it and and i really appreciate the um the video trilogy that you did with those uh three songs was that from the last album just before i go into my next point
2: yeah, that's, uh, that's all from my brand new album. So okay. I just released that November 2016, yeah. and I wanted to do, you know, kind of a narrative in terms of where some of the inspiration came from. So it was based on true events from my, my own life, yeah. and, and, um, and, you know, the hymn character was a real guy, yeah. not a very nice one, as you can see, <laughs> and that's actually the drummer in my my uh, live duo, The Truth Untold. So we wanted to kind of play with that little reality there, you know, showcase the band as well as, you know, showcase kind of the inspiration inspiration behind the music
0: yeah and that's what like I was you know we were talking about before as well which it, or what you were had mentioned already was I, I and something that I miss in music and albums is is that story like in, and having almost like a narrative through the album like you start at song one and you end at song 10 and you've gone on this almost roller coaster ride of like emotion and things like that and that just doesn't exist a whole lot with this social media culture that we are in now
2: Absolutely, and I really, really think it's a disservice to both the listening audience as well as musicians, because, I mean, an awesome album has that amazing transformative experience where Mm -hmm. it just takes you on this journey, and you really understand that artist, and you can relate to them on a different level and be like, dude, I totally get what you're going through when I listen to that song. And that's such a powerful thing, and that's why I do music, because I want to be able to just... Share I mean, those yeah. universal experiences, right? And yeah. so, uh, not allowing artists to really mature and take their time, as opposed to just forcing them to be, you know, thirty-second hit makers. I don't think it's fair to anybody. I don't think that audiences are getting very good music, mm-hmm. which speaks for itself. I don't. I don't listen to the radio born I haven't in about ten years
0: because there's nothing worth listening to. <laughs> exactly, just being on it. Well, do live in Canada, and- <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the radio station scene I don't know is what it there. sounds t- like,
1: but I'm just assuming it's terrible.
2: <laughs> I will and I will totally tell you that you know anytime I have toured to the states american radio stations are pretty awesome it's it's, it's what inspired
0: me to do the podcast because i just love like my dream was to be on the radio but you know full-time jobs and normal life life careers get in the way of actually chasing those dreams but by having this podcast i can still kind of pursue that and um, hopefully it grows into something where i can do it full-time instead of uh, just doing it every sunday (laughs)
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know what? All dreams start with just an idea, and all you have to do is pursue that. And, I mean, I was a little twerp at four years old singing for the very first st- time on stage. I still stage. can't
0: believe that at four years old that you were you were performing. Like, that's insane to think about. I can't even remember what I was, I was doing performing when, when I was, I was four, four years, years old, old. But
1: I was just telling dirty jokes to my grandpa.
2: <laughs> that sounds about right. Somehow <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of saw that coming. Oh, <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> did? Yeah. You just struck me as that kind of person. I mean, with these oh, whole well. men- Oh. of you know Neil Young and whatnot. You nailed, him. Like, yeah, you that nailed it. You nailed it. Surprised
0: me. <laughs> um, so Thomas has um, a couple of questions as well, and, uh, and then we'll we'll get to the last couple of things that I want to get to. And I appreciate your time. So go ahead, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just wanted her. I just wanted to, <laughs> to hang. And
1: uh, these he, questions are going to be he answered likes the in silence. triplicate. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like you were saying, and what I've noticed, because I uh, I actually got my start writing comedy um, by becoming a part of Twitter. Nice. And so I just got a bunch of fans and like-minded comedians and stuff like that, and that's Kind of where my life has led me to this point, you know, from like two thousand nine
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um, so I understand like the idea behind like it sucks that you write something that could be potentially a beautiful thing, but it gets considered old news after like yep. fucking mm-hmm. like like three months,
0: yeah. Five and
1: minutes. It's, 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 even, it's even that. It, it, yeah, it's it is. Even, it's even worse on Twitter or for jokes because people steal that shit, and there's no, <laughs> no. I'm serious. Yeah, and I mean, there's no, there's no payback for yeah. it. And so, well, and uh, we,
2: we also ahead. live in this kind of mindset now too with the whole thing of Twitter, where everybody kind of feels like they're entitled to. Like, you know, people posting their daily grocery list or, you know, what they cooked. And exactly. they're supposed to have like a thousand Instagram or Twitter followers because they've decided that they're a self-professed expert. And I'm sorry, but like I'm, I am I know I'm going to come across as old school, but if you're not actually an accredited expert, I don't think you should be doling out advice. Exactly. I think that it, it contributes to a society of ignorance and propaganda mm-hmm. and is only causing problems as opposed to solutions. And I think it's awesome to be able to connect with people and celebrate the things that you love and that's all wonderful. But don't try to profess to be an expert and don't think that you're fucking special unless you, <laughs> you actually go. have a talent. Well, and, and, because not everybody is freaking talented. Well, like and, We all have different gifts to offer, absolutely. and I totally respect that. But not everybody is you know, designed to be an entertainer or a celebrity. And I think that we really have a narcissistic mentality anymore because of things like Twitter. Absolutely. Well, I'm and, kind and, of it, anti-social media. No, <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Let me jump in real quick. Uh, well, yeah. actually, not real quick, because you kind of just ran over my entire conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. Okay. You have a lot you, on your mind. You, you, I get you, it. You got a lot out there, though, that I like. No, and it, no. And it, it got no, real. We got real with uh, Rose over here. You're,
1: you're very well-spoken, Rose. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. It. No, I, I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke, smoke up your skirt like uh, Meryl Monroe on the on subway. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, no, I, I was... I was gonna say, um, Patton Oswalt said that um, I just watched this like really articulate uh, YouTube video, as it were. Yeah, uh, it, it, <laughs> it, my information comes from YouTube these days. That, well, John Stewart retired, so yeah. what the hell else am I supposed to do? <laughs> no, um, no, but it was it was about comedy and copyrights and stuff like that, and so. Uh, what Patton Oswalt said was that everyone thinks that they have the right to be funny. <laughs> and it's not fucking true.
2: Yeah.
1: No, Not everybody has the right to... I mean, you've been singing since you were four years old.
2: Exactly. That's, so a, how special, do you that's feel. a special
1: thing. Why would right. someone I, take that away from you? And it's bullshit. I've been funny since I was a child. <laughs> I've been the funniest person in I'll be the judge any, of that. <laughs> Justin can shut his shut his damn mouth. If he knows what's good for him, he's twice my size and I'm in his home. No. But no, it's but, totally I mean, true. Like, that's the truth, you know? Like not not everybody has that right. It's bullshit if they think they do. But all these arrogant bastards just assume <laughs> Oh, I can be pretty like Rose, or I can be—I can sing like Rose, and I can just rip this off because it's something everybody can do, and that's not the case.
0: Absolutely.
2: You know, well, I, I think it's because we have technology that allows everybody yep. to do it, but Absolutely. just because you can does not mean you should. Absolutely, <laughs> it makes <laughs> you a shitty person.
3: <laughs>
2: and I—I I mean, especially as a singer who's classically trained, like. I'm not saying I've got perfect pitch and I'm awesome all the time, 100%. I mean, I've got to be in good voice. I've got to be well-rested. I've got to be hydrated. These are all things that go into taking care of your body as a vocalist. However, I've worked very hard at my craft, and you have to understand how fucking i'm sorry but no go ahead this is is my podcast you can say whatever you want stuff like auto-tune and it's so normalized that nobody even turns their head to it if you need auto-tune don't freaking call yourself a singer and don't make (laughs) a record it is insulting to people who have actually really worked at their craft (laughs) and deserve to be acclaimed up there with the fellow musicians you're
0: so so very right um,
2: and I sound like so old saying this. No, stuff, you're, it's just, you're. It's infuriating. You're extremely
0: correct, and I agree with well, you on so many levels. You wouldn't be a guest on our show
1: unless we got you
0: infuriated. <laughs> Um,
2: Well, it's not you guys. It's just like you totally get what I'm saying, right? Absolutely. And it's just like, you know, if you have not actually studied your craft and put work into it and you just decide one day, well, I can have a Twitter or YouTube account, so I'm going to be an expert at giving health advice. You have no qualifications. You really shouldn't be doing that. Just because you can does not mean you should. Well, and that (laughs)
1: makes them an absolute... Freaking dildo. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> since and okay, so I've got a couple more things that I want to get to before we were done. I
1: guess I had to toss dildo.
0: Into you the
2: want conversation.
0: To no, 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 no. You're good. Um, but <laughs> I did. I did want to get a little bit more. Let's all
1: deep breath. It. and uh, Justin's gonna ask some professional questions. <laughs> since
2: <laughs> now that you've gotten me mad and all yeah. fired
0: up, yeah. right? <laughs> hey, hey, Rose. Rose. It's okay. Well, since... We love you.
2: It's going to be okay, right? Yep,
0: absolutely. It's we're going to spread this message. Gonna,
1: it's not going to be okay,
0: but we'll See, do this Canadians anyway.
2: Canadians are not always polite. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Evidently,
1: you're shitty people.
0: I mean, <laughs> just like I always assumed. So, okay, okay. All right, all right. Let's get it get it back on the tracks. Uh, since. Yep. Since you're involved in all of these different things that you do with the social media and the graphic design and all of the stuff uh, from your website, what do you get the most satisfaction from? Is it the music or is it the acting or do you like the behind the scenes stuff the most? What is it that you're into the most?
2: the only thing that I truly would love to be able to do with my life is be on stage and just connect with people through the power of performing and just singing my little heart out and seeing them really enjoy it and just take a piece of myself with them because they've truly experienced that musical experience not through a cell phone lens not through you know a camera but they've been there present and they've been able to take it in the way that music should be enjoyed I have, That's I have what a, I live for doing I
0: have a I have an idea for like a uh, a product that a band like a band can like take to their concert and it will literally like send out an EMP and shut down everybody's social <laughs> like their all their devices so that they can't just sit there and like videotape it the whole time because you're not experiencing the actual concert, when you do that like you're literally no, just I... you're looking at it through a screen so you're not actually involved in it and you're not actually making the memory you're going back and looking at that memory later and you don't actually even get that that deep down feeling in your like heart that you're like oh man that was a great performance i really liked it when they when they changed this song up just a little bit in this area they're literally not even seeing that because it's just getting stored on the cloud somewhere
2: I couldn't have possibly articulated it better myself. Like, as I said, I'm old school. When I go and see some of my favorite bands perform, I want to be present with all my faculties, just taking it in and being like, Wow, that was magical. And I'm not just saying this as a musician, but yeah. I'm saying this as, you know, an art lover. You know, anytime I experience something like that, whether, you know, it's somebody doing a speech or, you know, watching a movie or, yeah. you know, going to see a play on stage, anything like that. That's this beautiful cultural and intellectual and spiritual and, and emotional experience. I want to be fully there. Yep. I, you know, it's great to have memories to look back onto. And I get that people like to snap photos and whatnot but watching an entire concert through a freaking lens on a phone or a camera or iPad. like just yeah like why don't you just watch it on TV then yeah. like you're not so- getting that full experience out of it and i think that's also something that has contributed to people not going to concerts in person anymore. They're like, oh, I'll just watch it on YouTube later. Well, that doesn't really support your artistic community because if fewer people come out to concerts, guess what? Ticket prices go up.
1: Well, (laughs) and and, and to go back to, uh, this is Thomas, by the way, everybody who's listening, this is Thomas, so you know that I don't have that deep, sultry, sexy voice that Justin has. It's a high-pitched sort of Charlie Day...
3: I just want to be a part of this podcast. <laughs>
1: um, that's my singing voice. No, I do impressions. No, uh, but it's something else that Patton Oswalt said where uh, if people are recording stuff at his stand-up shows, well, that's his fucking written material. That's like them literally stealing money out of his pocket because yep. they're going to post it on YouTube and then he doesn't have it to put in his goddamn special or to go to Caroline's or the comedy store or wherever.
2: And And that's exactly it. And I mean, from a musician's stance too, I mean, the problem is is that you can be up there rocking your little freaking heart out. But oftentimes, technical difficulties happen too. And I'm certainly not at the the point in my career where I have like 20 stagehands grabbing my differently-tuned guitar for me. So I'm honestly at the mercy of whoever's doing my sound that night. So let's say, for example i'm putting on the you know the best show that i can possibly do but the sound person is completely incompetent and you and sound like shit. To, <laughs> yeah. yeah as a consequence it has nothing to do with me but ultimately you are at the mercy of who's running the soundboard oh, yeah. so somebody decides to record that put that up and then 20 people decide oh wow she really sucks live i'll never go see her yep. as a result and not only did do they do me a disservice yeah
1: well not only did they do that but they posted it on YouTube and Facebook or wherever the fuck it goes, and it's spread around... It's like wildfire.
0: So my so it my is. my last thing that I wanted to ask is what are some of your future goals? Because it seems like you've kind of like I like I said I read through your bio and it's like every year you've like accomplished something or done something different. Literally since like the age of eight or something like that, there was something new or different <laughs> yeah. every year.
1: So Janice Joplin, where are you going to be <laughs> when you turn into Tony Danza?
2: <laughs> well, I guess the, the the point is is that I've always maintained the philosophy in life that if there's something that you want to do the only person holding yourself back is you Mm -hmm. so you know I've wanted to try my hand at musical theater I've wanted to try my hand at hosting television shows I've wanted to try my hand at writing columns being a musician doing all these different things I'm not saying I'm amazing at everything that I tried, but damn it, I don't want to live a life in regret. I exactly. want to know that whatever was in my heart and soul that I felt inspired to do, I gave it a go and I tried my best at it. So in terms of what the future holds, as I said, you know, music remains my, my number one love in life. And I live for nothing more than being on stage. Like just, it's such an incredible, incredible experience, and yeah. it could be equally incredible for audience members if they would put those damn cell phones away and just take <laughs> it in the way that it's meant to be. Exactly. And so, I, I'm I'm truly hopeful hopeful that I will get to a place in my career where I can be able just to go up there and just perform and give people an amazing show and not have to worry about technical difficulties or mm-hmm. anything, and just just rock. But you know, yeah. you never know what the future holds, and I will say that first and foremost, I'm absolutely grateful and honored for everything that I've had come my way and everything that I've worked hard for. So we'll see what happens. Right. You never know. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) And we're I am so thankful for you taking time to do the show. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's it's great. And, you know, I the show isn't super large yet. I mean, I'm working on it and it's, it's growing pretty much every month and every week and every day, but, um, having you on is a very important thing for us. And it's, uh, I hope it helps with you some way or another. So, um, go ahead and I kind know of... I'll
1: spread the word and, uh, what we can do. And, uh, as a producer on the podcast, what we can do is if you stay in contact with us, we can, uh, I'm, I'm having on a, a lot of very popular comedians that are nationally popular. Yeah. Um, nice. And actors and musicians and stuff. Uh, So if you send us your your information, your tour dates, or uh, whatever it is you're doing, we can promote that. We're going to create a section of the show where we just uh, rattle off promotions. Yeah and they're going to be from guests that we have had. Yeah. And uh, you seem like a really promising musician. Uh, That sounded insulting, didn't it? You're very promising. Thanks for doing our tiny podcast. I'm sure you'll get there one day, little kid. I felt like I should have just chucked you on the jaw a little bit and just, ah, Go out there and be somebody, Rose. So I'm sorry that was that was, but no. So
2: (laughs) that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I I knew what you meant. I didn't take it that way at all. Um, But But I I insulted myself uh, anyway. And hey, you know what? The best kind of comedy is self uh, deprecating. So that's probably a good thing. I love Um, it. But but no for sure we'll absolutely stay in touch and you know any opportunity is a good opportunity as far as I'm concerned no matter how big nor matter how small you never know what something is going to lead to and you never know what one connection is going to lead to too so oh no we're going to be huge <laughs> oh
0: no, we are huge. it's going to happen
2: <laughs> hey if you want to do it absolutely you yeah. will be you just have to set your mind to it and keep working on it like i mean honestly that's what it comes down no, to Yeah, you're absolutely sleep with right. the right people but <laughs> yeah. i don't encourage that <laughs> all what?
0: right so uh rose where can people find you online
2: so the easiest thing to do, if you want to connect with me on all that social media, even though I've clearly indicated yes, that I, I, it, I will, I will respond. Yes. I always respond, and you know, I try to be friendly and you know, Canadian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the easiest way is just to go to my official website, which is www.rose r o s e like the flower, cora c o r a, and then perry like Joe Perry from Aerosmith.com, yep. and uh, all my social media links like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all that. And Jazz is up there. Yep, and, so and I'll throw it out there. It's a good website, to, and
0: it's very easy to navigate everything.
2: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> made it myself. Uh, <laughs> it's it's always you know I'm always happy to entertain questions and musical debates and all that stuff, and awesome. uh, always happy to connect with people. So yeah, just go to my website, and you can find out everything you need to know there.
0: Awesome. Thank you again for being on, and uh, we'll stay in touch and try to get you on at another time. Maybe get you in actually the studio, even though it's just in my house in a, a spare bedroom. <laughs>
2: Hey, that would be cool. Just don't, you know, pull any creepo moves on my drummer. He is a a very attractive man, so I might have to hold you back.
0: Now now I'm
1: insulted. (laughs) No, now I'm intrigued.
0: (laughs) But once again, thank you for coming on, Rose. We appreciate it. I'm a married man, Rosa. (laughs)
2: Hey, that doesn't mean anything.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Now I can't let her listen to this podcast. (laughs)
2: No. Okay, I totally I'll take that one back. That was maybe a little bit below the belt. It's okay. I'm just kidding. No, you didn't.
1: I'm not officially married. You did. Justin, you... get me out of here. I'm <laughs> losing it. <laughs> You, you did,
0: Rose, you did a fantastic job. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. And, uh, we'll,
2: no, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you for tolerating, uh, tolerating my bizarre sense of humor. No, it was only awesome. Had, like, you were beautiful. You were great. You were
0: great. And uh, we'll definitely, I'm going to post this episode. My episodes go up on Monday. So I'll send you the links so that you can uh, definitely listen to it.
1: Yeah, I'm posting to your fans.
2: Perfect. Thank you guys so much. And have a great rest of your weekend and happy Independence Day coming up. I, I actually neglected to mention I have played a Fourth of July show and you guys celebrate it up there like badass. Hell it's
0: amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 America. It's unnecessarily as fuck. badass. <laughs>
2: no, no. Like How many you, hot like, dogs you take- do you
1: need before you puke while watching a firecracker explode? <laughs>
2: Okay, seriously, you take patriotism to a whole other level. So, I mean, I truly, well, we truly Donald appreciate Trump, so. the 4th of July. Like, it's, it's an insane event. Yep.
0: <laughs> but once again, thank you, and uh, we'll stay in touch, okay? All
2: right, sounds good. Thank Bye, you. Bye, Rose. Bye.
0: That was Rose Cora Perry. And once again, you can find her on YouTube, all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and all that. And um, we're going to go ahead and... Take a quick little break and come back for the second half of the podcast that will also be on the Facebook Live. Welcome back to the podcast. That was such a great interview. I appreciate Rose Cora Perry taking time out of her day um, after staying up until 4 a.m. performing at a, a Canada Day festival and joining us on the podcast. So thanks again for doing that um also i wanted to throw out there that uh we are working on putting together a uh social media slash podcast slash bar crawl in broad ripple and we're working on getting that done sometime i want to say in august like um the i can't remember is the beginning or end but once once we get all the details together i'm going to share it with you guys and that way you can be you can hopefully join us out at uh with the ripple ride tour so um I wanted to give a shout out as well to the SmugCast. Um, they're the guys that we're working with together and trying to put this into motion. So, you know, once again, thanks, guys, for mentioning me on your show. And I appreciate all the uh, back and forth that we're having, um, discussing podcasting, discussing this this local brand that we're trying to build here in Indianapolis. So I wanted to give you guys a shout out. Also, Ripple Ride Tours and Broad Ripple, that's the person that I'm going to be working with trying to set this live thing up. So if you guys are interested in traveling around Broad Ripple and getting drunk off your ass, definitely give him a call because it is a fucking blast. I'm not lying about that in any way. I'm not blowing smoke in any way. Uh, I had probably one of my best times ever in the beginning of this spring slash summer um, doing that. So,
1: Oh, believe me. He talked about it until he was fucking bloody in the mouth. i tell you <laughs> what. It's... Bullshit.
0: But uh, those things, those <laughs> those things are coming, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and you know talk about a couple other things. So you said uh, yesterday was the anniversary of what?
1: It was. <laughs> it was, and I will tell you over and over again. It was one year yesterday that I was struck by a car.
0: I still can't believe that.
1: I was struck, Justin. I was struck. <laughs> the old man hit me, and I believe this you is how it is. You sound like an old man, right now. <laughs> um, His voice was crackling over the top of his small steering wheel over his clunk, clunk, clunk clunks did, of my bones.
0: Did you ever figure out who it was?
1: Oh, I know that motherfucker. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. You,
0: you know We are it was in
1: at. high litigation. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, a year ago yesterday, July 1st, it was saying into the air that my so, so, shinbone was struck.
0: So Canada Day is actually like a, a super negative for you then.
1: I've openly despised Canada for my entire <laughs> life. I'm sorry, Rose.
0: I have nothing against Rose, Canada.
1: I apologize, but you are an asshat. <laughs>
0: no, you're no, not. I'm kidding. Get the hell out of <laughs> here! Kidding. Don't she, make me come across as she, this she table.
1: knows I'm joking.
0: <laughs> yeah, she does have that kind of uh, personality yeah, too, which is was, awesome. She was very nice. Um, and also, so you went through a lot of recovery from it, and oh ha- my God. how are it, how are you feeling now?
1: Uh, does it still affect
0: you leg wise? It's,
1: it's never not going to affect yeah. me. It's kind of like uh, when
0: I got shot in the leg.
1: Uh, well, except I'm still friends with the old man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think you are friends with that guy. That's I all know, I'm saying. But why lie when I can have a joke? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good. I like that. Thank you. Um, Hey, we're getting some likes and some hearts on the uh, Facebook Live. I can see it from here. I, I've, I've got pretty bad eyesight, but I can at least see that. Um, hey, and
1: what can I tell you about this sort of stuff?
0: <laughs> What's the deal with writing What's on a... What's the
1: deal with airline food? <laughs> I mean, come on!
0: <laughs> um... D- for those listening, because he's <laughs> he's playing to the Facebook Live audience, he was grabbing the microphone and uh, pulling a Jerry Seinfeld impersonation. I believe, um, I believe. So
1: <laughs> it wasn't
0: believable
1: enough. So I have to tell you that yeah, I believe. I
0: think that it I think that you know it's good to see you walking around though. You seem you seem a lot healthier. Uh,
1: okay, uh, so to get into the brass tacks of it, it was uh, the most pain I'd ever been through. As a person in my entire life. Yeah. And that's saying something coming from me. Yeah. Because.
0: You got beat up by your brothers a lot.
1: Well, I was going to start (laughs) out a little more vicious. Um, At four years old, I was bitten in the face by a dog and nearly lost my eye.
0: That's a little bit worse.
1: Uh, Before I was five years old, I had over 50 stitches in my head and face. Just from slip and falls and yeah. shit like that my parents are good people they did not they did not you definitely my, didn't do, you didn't yeah, you it, didn't
0: get the balance gene i mean i uh
1: oh no i have uncanny balance <laughs> i just have the best luck also <laughs> um but i'd never broken a bone yeah. and uh what happened was i was crossing, i've only broken small bones i was crossing the street going to see my girlfriend At her uh, bar and grill, and, uh, well, whatever. He
0: he didn't look both ways.
1: Uh, I did. (laughs) I did, actually. This old man, who was 81 years old, didn't have his lights on. Oh, shit. And there was no crossing signal.
0: It had to have been an older car because lights come on automatically on your cars now.
1: Unless you're old. (laughs) You You can figure that out if you're old. Anyway... Um, this 81 year old man plowed into me and it uh snapped my leg uh just below my right knee. Jesus, and uh, Brooke still remembers it, my fiance. And she was like, Uh, people came running to the restaurant saying, Oh my god, there's a young man out in the street and he's just laying there. And she said, that has to be thomas
0: <laughs> that's her first thought
1: <laughs> yeah because that's kind of how i live my life
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know if there was an alligator attack in, in in front of the restaurant she would have been like oh that alligator must have attacked thomas
0: and, and you must have done something to bring the yeah, alligator to i
1: would have <laughs> i would have somehow somehow coerced the alligator <laughs> into a situation where it was snarling at me <laughs> in the street and it would have been wrestling my legs,
0: <laughs> going into the death roll.
1: Ah, I only—I—I I, I made it wander off. I did.
0: And then, and then your your hand ends up in his belly, and you—now you've turned into Captain Hook.
1: <laughs>
3: but anyways,
0: you do, like I said, you do look healthy. You look better. You look like your <laughs> your you don't look like your leg is uh. Affecting you nearly well, as much as it, it used it to. It is
1: intact.
0: Because I did, I mean, I remember you were, were walking around with a cane. The
1: first time I did a podcast yep, with you. Yep, in,
0: in this house. Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, the first time you drove over to my house. Oh, yeah, yeah. At yeah, Chatterley, yeah. I yep, was, yep. I had to greet you.
0: <laughs> with a walker.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was rotating my shoulders in a walker like
0: sense. Um, so, people listening interact with the show i want to hear some of your possible stories of of being hit by moving vehicles i think that would be interesting and those uh watching on the facebook live uh have you ever been hit by a car and uh did you look both ways before you crossed the street
1: <laughs> and uh are you a fan of mustache right <laughs> you
0: you kind of shaved it off a little bit I I, I I think your hair your hair is at the length that i like it though not to no homo there
1: Please don't say no homo. <laughs> My brother's a homo.
0: <laughs> Nothing against it. I'm just giving you a compliment. But anyways.
1: Alex, so, I think Justin's gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Uh, I'm kidding. Anyways, we haven't seen each other in a while. Um, once again, just so you guys know out there, Thomas is going to be doing some work for the podcast by lining up some guests. He's taking on a, I, I consider it a producer role. I don't even know if that's correct. I think, uh, I think a producer kind of does you know, a jack-of-all-trades type, you know.
1: You question me again in this, and I swear to God, I will cut your throat live on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, what I'm going to be trying to do is line up guests and uh, trying to set up interviews and do pre-interview stuff yeah. for this show because I I love the show and I want to be a part of it as much as I possibly can.
0: And, and Thomas did send me a text that said, you know, thank you for trusting me, and I sent him something back like, you know, thank you for doing it because i'm not paying you anything to do it it's not it's definitely a win win for me no matter what because i'm not you are, you are expending energy to do something to help the show and i'm i'm really not giving you a whole lot back besides you know having you join me on the show so i think that it's a great thing for you because you get the opportunity to uh, tell people that you're a part of this and then that way you can get into you can get into your field that you want to get into because you've always been a huge fan of stand-up comedy and i think you've always wanted to do stand-up comedy correct
1: well look at from look at it from my point of view i have a guy working for me that i'm not paying (laughs) either way it's a win (laughs) if you don't succeed it's okay (laughs) now when you're (laughs) at the big time and rolling the dough I might be holding the axe over your head, <laughs> but for now you're good. LOL. That, With a sideways smiley face, he didn't even give me a serious smiley face. That's what Justin sent me. I, I'm gonna read that twice.
0: I don't well, do emojis. I don't do them.
1: Well, look at it from my. <laughs> no, I won't.
0: I think that that's a completely honest way to look at it. No, because it you... was a
1: shitty way to say it, but it's. I don't an honest think it was. Look... I don't think it was shitty. I'm leaving this interview <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that I think that I knew what you I knew what you were you saying. knew what I was getting at I know what because you were saying. because I think that you you do have that you have that opportunity to do that stuff and that helps me and that helps us both like I mean it's a it's a win-win for both of us and um I don't think there's any risk there it's if if you're making a bet on something and you have no risk you're gonna take that bet every time
1: well and I um I only I have more benefit than you do, honestly.
0: Yeah, but I don't. I don't think I wouldn't say more. I would say different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. A yeah, different opportunity. A, diff- a, a different. You know, but um. Yeah, you're Cause, right. Because I mean, for me, I mean, it's neither just neither one of us have anything to lose. Yeah, it's I just going to grow we're the both show at the same point in and. Yeah whatever it is we're trying to accomplish yeah
0: and i'm and i'm trying to i started the youtube channel i want us to do videos i want us to do some just like if we just want to do something funny like make a skit or something and do a video of it and put it on the youtube channel (laughs)
1: which is a long time that's what i want to do we haven't done this yet why
0: and we've talked about it for a long time so we need to do it it's going to happen um but Once again, like some of the people, you've already mentioned them a little bit on the podcast, but um, I think it's going to be big for the show because having people that are as enthusiastic as such as like Rose uh, Cora Perry, like, you know, she had a great interview. She was hilarious and fun and it was just a blast. And I think that the listeners will appreciate talking to people and seeing that side of people instead of just seeing them at a show. They're going to see some like a little bit more, I think. I think, like, deeper thoughts because that's one of my favorite things to talk about are the things that we think about, you know, when we're maybe in the shower or something like that, you know. Um,
1: Well, as much as I like to think about you in the shower, Justin, (laughs) um, what I would like to promote right now is – Uh, Starting July 9th, we're going to have comedian Tom Dustin. I can't wait. Who has been at Crackers Comedy Club, and he's a very popular comedian. He was followed by Jay Snyder, who is going to open for... Donnie Baker. Donnie Baker, the Donnie. I swear Baker. to God,
0: or it's not. I swear to God, swear to God, man, or something. Yeah. Like that. I'm butchering that. I apologize.
1: It's all right. We love Donnie <laughs> Baker. We're all from Indiana, <laughs> uh, but he'll he'll be here. He'll be on our show July 23rd, and Ray Goots, a New York City comedian, uh, will be on our show July 16th, and uh, we'll be promoting their shows, their upcoming events. Uh, And just
0: having some good conversations with them. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But uh, leading up to them being on the show, we're going to uh, keep promoting them.
0: Yep. And so to kind of wrap it up, man, I think that we we've hit about an hour, and you know, I appreciate you coming back on. Um, It's it's always a pleasure to have you on. I think you bring a different vibe to the show that that I don't. So I always appreciate having you. (laughs) I always appreciate having you on. And I uh, I hope everybody else enjoys it as well. So can I jump in? Yeah, I
1: just want to say uh, this has been uh, extremely. It's it's been extremely nice to be back on the show, and I nearly lost my leg. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like like a year ago today, Mm -hmm. and uh, I just want to say uh, to quote uh, Jerry Maguire, "I love my life." (laughs) And I love my wife. There you go. And every morning when I wake up, I clap my hands together and I say it's going to be a good day.
0: That's good. Should be motivational for people out there.
1: Or not. (laughs) Good night. So, uh,
0: you know, you obviously know where to find this show on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash juice in the morning. YouTube. I'm on there now. You can listen to the show there. As If you don't like to go get your podcast at like iTunes or the million other ways you can get your podcast, you can listen to it on YouTube. Um, you can find me at, on Twitter at Juice in the AM. Instagram also at Juice in the AM. And Thomas and I will take a picture, post it up there soon. And you uh, and also- can
1: lie to us and just tell us you want to. <laughs> so you did listen to it, but yeah. you didn't
0: exactly. Just and, lie, you know? and um, it'll make
1: us feel better.
0: <laughs> also, you can get the podcast anywhere that you get podcasts. So, I've definitely d- done a lot of work on my um, website to basically uh, shoot this out to every podcatcher that there is. So, <laughs> when it comes to iTunes, though, that's the most important one because that's the one where most people listen to their podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, rate, Come on, do and review the podcast. Do it! Do it! Do it! Reviewing on iTunes every little bit helps. Anytime that you get a review and um, a rating, it can push you up the charts and become more noticeable in the show. If we started making some money with this thing, this could get ten times better. I'm poor,
1: everybody. I don't have any money. Nobody loves me.
0: <laughs> it could definitely get better. Improve
1: Thomas's lifestyle with please. an income,
0: and also I'm working on getting Juice in the Morning T-shirts and also other uh, merchandise. Um, but I'm also working on figuring out how all that stuff works. So it might take a little bit of time. Um, my I'm also working on getting the logo trademarked. I've actually talked with a couple of people about that. So nobody tries to seal it. steal it. Um, I don't think anybody is, but it's gonna it's gonna there's a lot of big things coming for the show. Um, I think Thomas being in addition to it with being a producer and being on the show as well is going to be very helpful. And, and I'm kind
1: of sexy, too.
0: And uh, once again, <laughs> thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. It's time to get out of the juice box because it's hot as fucking here. It is. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs>
1: Just in the morning!